Welcome back, you guys, to the All Things Reality TV podcast, where we talk all things competitive reality TV. My name is Lathan. I am here with Champagne. Today, we're going to talk about our all-time favorite backstabs in reality TV history from Big Brother, Survivor, and The Challenge. So what goes into a good backstab for you, Champagne? Uh, something you just don't expect, even from the audience, mm-hmm. too. I mean, just like watching the shock on their face, just the total blind side, something that true friends go against each other in real life. And my favorite blind sides and backstabs are, are the ones that to people who really deserve it, you know, like <laughs> there's a couple on here of people who really deserve a good backstab. And then there's also ones where they're just like funny. Like there's a couple on here that just made me like laugh because of like, I know because oh. of how funny they are. So before without further ado, let's get started. I'm going to start with my first pick. This one is iconic to anybody who is a Survivor super fan. You know this backstab, you know this blindside. Um it is probably the most infamous blindside in Survivor history, probably the dumbest move in Survivor history. Um it is in Micronesia. Uh the Black Widow Brigade betrays Eric. So, for those of you who are living under a rock like Champagne who didn't know about this... I was um, literally just about to watch this season, too. Like, I kid you not, I just finished 15. Unfortunately, this is spoiling it for Champagne, and I feel bad about this. I know, I'm kind of sad. We should have just, like, delayed it by a couple weeks if I had known, so sorry. No, you're fine. (laughs) But, so at the final five of Micronesia... The final four women of the Black Widow Brigade that were left, um, they wanted to get Eric out. But then, Eric won immunity. So... They did not want to vote each other out, but they kind of had to, if you know what I mean. So they try to come up with a strategy to get him to give up his immunity, which sounds ridiculous. Like, when you watch the clip, Natalie's like, who would ever be dumb enough to fall for that? Yeah. And clearly, Eric was, because... Sari and Natalie went to Eric, and Sari, the queen of Survivor, the, she is the OG strategist. She was able to manipulate Eric into giving Natalie his immunity. Can you give me your necklace tonight? Sari said she'd hands down vote for Amanda. That's all we need. She said, I can't trust you. You've been so unloyal and such a dirty game player. And really, Eric was not that much of a dirty game player. He was kind of <laughs> honest. It's all a mind game. Exactly. And the biggest backstab here, Natalie and Eric were OG tribe members from the original fans tribe, and they really trust each other. So he trusted Natalie. He trusted Sari. Because Sari, I mean, also, like, you remember this is fans versus favorites. Sari was, like, one of the, the most iconic Survivor players. Even at this point, this really made her a legend. But at that point, she was still a really well-known player from her first season. And everyone loved Sari. So, obviously, it'd be easier to fall into her trap, right? So, at the Tribal Council, everybody was shocked. Like, when he gave up his immunity, he said, I want to give up individual immunity to Natalie. I want to give individual immunity to Natalie. Everybody was absolutely dumbfounded that he did that. And Not only that, the jury was outright laughing at yeah, him. As, yeah. <laughs> as if they knew he made a giant, giant, giant mistake. Mm-hmm. The jury was outward laughing. And if I was Eric at that moment, I would have been like, oh, shit. Oh, no. Yeah. I'm going home right as that realization. I don't know why he did it in the first place. I mean, why in his right mind would he think that he would be safe? But, it still doesn't make sense to me. Yep. I don't know. But... This is the only time, I believe, in all 40 seasons of Survivor that they've ever showed all of the votes cast. Because there was no question of who was going to go home. They didn't even try to build suspense. (laughs) And by unanimous vote... All four votes were for him. All four votes were for him. 13th person voted out in the sixth member of our jury. 
Eric. And he went home. So the shock on his face was crazy. He was absolutely dumbfounded. And I don't really blame him. I mean, I, I understand going through like that. At this point, it was like probably day 35, 36. You're exhausted, you know? Your mind is not working on that mental capability. So the fact that Sri was able to manipulate him into doing that and then just stab him in the back like that is just insane. It's just like the best, one of the best survivor gameplays in history, in my opinion. And not even trying to make this a girl versus guy kind of thing, but as Eric, the sole male and then you got four women who are closely aligned do you really think that they're just gonna turn on each other no they're gonna vote out the only sole male there is like come on that's common knowledge i feel like eric probably was not the brightest person at that time he was pretty young i feel like he was not so i mean uh, clearly but (laughs) um (laughs) i think that he didn't even realize that they were aligned as a powerful alliance probably one of the most famous alliances in survivor history but he just probably didn't realize it at the time so that probably partially plays into it and he trusted natalie so this was a that's what makes it a big backstab is that natalie lured him in along with sari and then voted him out unanimously so that was pretty hard to watch but it's hilarious love at the same it time. love it love it love it i can't wait to actually watch it again and see it go down but let's go on to my first pick i had the famous and kind of like you said if you're a big brother fanatic if you're a fan even if you're not a fan you know this moment as i believe you do um this mm-hmm. is the dan giesling versus daniel murphy bb14 right at the final four. Oh my gosh i'm like thinking back to this and getting goosebumps because of how amazing this was executed and kind of how dumbfounded i was that danielle was able to really trust dan to make this all happen yep. and completely betray her trust It was crazy. So basically what happened as a backstory, Danielle won HOH. She was safe for the week. She was guaranteed top three. And she put up Ian and Dan. And then Shane was the sole person to vote. And she had won veto as well. So she, instead of keeping the nominations the same, which you should have done, she decides that Dan put up this great pitch, right? Dan put up this great pitch about Mm -hmm. how I can get the blood on my hands so you can get jury votes, yada, yada, yada. You don't have to get the blood on your hands. I'll take Ian out myself. I'll do it. And she has this kind of light bulb moment where I was like, oh my gosh, yes, that'd actually be beneficial. Shane or me do not have to get the blood on my hands. So, of course dumbfounded as she is she takes the veto (laughs) uses it on dan shane her showmance goes up as the only replacement nominee dan gets up there she literally backdoored her showmance which is crazy to think about assuming that he was completely safe she backdoored her own alliance and what did dan say in his speech i can't go to the final three with a showmance i'm voting to evict you shane and the face on danielle is probably is what is so historic. Uh-huh. Her face when that backstab happened, so historic. Shane was shocked. Danielle was shocked. Ian was shocked. It was, it was all so well played by Dan. And that's why I just love Dan as a strategist. And people really upplay his first season winning unanimously. I think he played even better in his second season, BB14. 
Yeah, I was gonna say, it really goes to show how good of a Big Brother player that he really is. Just like the last one, from an outside perspective as a viewer, we're like, how dumb can you possibly be to do that? Why would you ever put yourself Literally. in a point of possibility of getting evicted? Not just herself or her showmance. But it just shows how good Dan is. The fact that he was able to convince them and the fact that they were so shocked. How was anyone even really be that shocked about it? It was not really that... Ch- I mean, come on, it's Big Brother. Yeah. You always say expect the unexpected. That's not even come really on. that expect- <laughs> unexpected, though, in my opinion. Like, why would you take a showmance with you to the end like that? It makes no sense. A showmance. They're going to choose each other over you so any the day. Fa- and, I mean, it makes sense that he was working really closely with Danielle the whole game. So, and Shane the whole time. And they were really closely aligned. But it really goes to show how good he was and it's easy for us to say as outsiders oh like it's so dumb so like such a clear thing not to do that but i mean when you have someone working on you like dan who really pitches it in a way that's so smart he wasn't going to be going home no way he was even going to get voted out of that at that eviction but mm-hmm. he still took the opportunity to take power into his hands and vote out a showman so amazing to watch like I, like it's just so crazy the one thing i find so amazing is that dan has already won this game unanimously with the mm-hmm. first time in big brother history to ever win unanimously and people Only time at that point too. want to bring him to the final two why would you ever want to bring dan giesling to the final two i mean we saw it all play out and he actually lost because of how badly he backstabbed people um oh and just another clown moment danielle was the only person to actually vote for dan to win <laughs> it was a six to one vote and the only vote to have Dan win was literally Danielle. So that was a huge clown moment on her part. Uh, well, at least she wasn't being bitter at that moment. I mean, she could have been bitter like everybody else was. At least she was she was a good juror, in my opinion. Right, for that. right. I agree, too. All right. So moving on to... I got another Survivor pick. because our last Survivor one on our list. Um, it's going to be in Survivor Co-Rong when Ty betrays Scott and Jason and does not give them the super idol. So a little bit of backstory for those of you who are not familiar with this season. Um, Ty came from the beauty tribe. Scott and Jason came from the the bronze tribe. And at each individual camps, Ty found an idol at the beauty camp and Jason and Scott found an idol at the bronze camp together. It was Jason's idol. So once the merge came, they were an aligned trio together and they were on a lot of votes together. I don't know. They probably were not in the majority for most of them, but they really wanted to use the super idol because those two idols combined made one super idol. They were really obsessed with this idea of using the super idol. So Scott and Jason, they said this previously or following the show that this was on purpose, but on the show you don't really see that they're saying it's on purpose. They were like putting out the fire, hiding like the axe, hiding all the machetes to get people to hate them so that they would get voted out and they could use the super idol. Little did they know that Ty was a huge flip-flopper back and forth throughout that season and he was not as loyal to them as they thought that he was. So given the chance at that tribal council when Scott went home Ty voted for Scott so the vote breakdown was four votes for Scott two votes for Ty two votes for Aubrey and they made it seem like Scott was so shocked that Ty didn't play the super idol for him he just like stared at him waiting for him to play the super idol but that was so awkward it was so awkward so awkward so awkward just the music the intense music playing of them staring at each other um (laughs) if you think about it in hindsight I didn't think of realize this at the time viewing it but in hindsight had Ty played the idol for Scott, the super idol for Scott, 
um, tie would have gone home because there would have been a revote, and Aubrey had the numbers to not get the majority vote on the revote. So you bring up a good point. So there's no way that he would have played the super idol at that point. But also, once again, in the moment, you probably don't realize it. So yeah, that's all I'm saying. And didn't Scott like give him the idol or something like that? Yes. Yeah. It, it was Jason's idol. Literally, Jason could have saved Scott if he really wanted to, but Jason mm-hmm. trusted Ty so much that he gave him an idol. I've never really seen something like that in Survivor where it's like you trust someone so much for you to give them an extra life instead of saving it for yourself. If I was in that situation, I'm taking that plus one for me, myself, and I. Are you kidding me? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. No, not at all. But yeah, there was this moment of awkward silence and literally Scott was staring at Ty and he just kept staring and he was waiting and then it was just like didn't he say something like, Are you gonna use it? Or like He's like he's like, Oh, so you're not you're not doing it and Ty just shook his head. Yeah, I remember that. And then he just got up, left did the walk of shame. That was a pretty that was pretty brutal. And all but it was also fun to watch because <laughs> I did not like Scott at all. He was rude, he was annoying. So this is one of those moments I was talking about where when people deserve a backstab, it's satisfying to watch. So this is definitely one of those moments where yep. the backstab was really satisfying as a viewer. <laughs> um so let's go to my second backstab and probably one of my favorites because it's just so downright funny this is hilarious we got the jemmy versus jenna backstab in dirty 30 wow where do i even start with this so the very first episode there were so many people that they actually literally did a purge and jenna had the option to literally remove two people from the game and save one person. The amount of power that holds is tremendous. You literally pick off two people, save one person, and that's crazy, honestly, to literally have your fate in someone else's hands. Mm -hmm. So Jenna actually saved Jemmy in the very first episode during the purge. Jenna, there's two girls left over there. Which girl is leaving the game? Latoya. Okay, so Jemmy, you're saved. And what, couple weeks pass, uh, they're all up for elimination, and Jemmy pulls the double cross. And with this power, if you have the double cross, you can say anyone who's on the chopping block, you can put their name out there. So I believe there was like Camilla, Brittany, Jenna, and the person up for elimination was actually Kayla. Jenna's best friend. So mind you, Jenna's best friend, right. And so Kayla was going up to elimination and then Jemmy stares at these girls, which that was hilarious. Finds, literally pulls the double cross, stares at these girls, looks back not even an explanation (laughs) flat out just jenna which girl are you gonna send into the elimination round to go against kayla jenna that was so funny to watch her face like this those straight look on her face is just hilarious just jenna jenna so funny it's not even just her it's everybody's face everyone was in shock (laughs) there's this clip of jenna Jenna. in a confessional saying she wouldn't even be here if it weren't for me and that is so true i did her a favor the first challenge she shouldn't even be here literally jemmy owes jenna Jenna. the world 
But at the same time, she owes her absolutely nothing. And honestly, in hindsight, watching that back, like, I don't understand why she saved Jemmy. I don't know. Maybe they're just closer. They were closer friends, maybe. But like, I think it was almost strategic. Maybe. But like, when you think that's what I thought at first, because Jemmy's probably not the strongest physical competitor. But right. there was someone like Simone who like had done literally <laughs> nothing prior. And Latoya, I believe, who neither of them had done anything really of significance in their prior seasons. So Jemmy had all the social capital in the world to and the strategic mind to go forward. So honestly, in hindsight, it probably is easy for me to say once again, but it really doesn't make sense to me because like Jemmy, yeah, not the biggest physical competitor, but like she is established herself as one of the biggest strategic threats and one of the bigger biggest backstabbers in history and clearly 100%. she did it right here in this this blind side and she literally had no remorse like no remorse that's why it was so funny I mean, strategically, it absolutely makes sense because you're putting Jenna, Jenna. against Kayla. They will always mm-hmm. pick each other versus Jemmy. They will never choose Jemmy over each other. So strategically, 100%, yeah, exactly. it was a very good strategic move. But yeah, that blind side was something I don't think really anyone saw coming. And she had, what, four girls to choose from. And of course, she chooses Jenna. Jenna. Literally saved her the first episode. And she outright says, I, I owe her one like she literally said i owe her one and then it cuts to it cuts to jemmy saying i don't owe anyone anything in this game i owe her one i know that you owe her i don't owe anyone in this game anything so it's just the irony is just so far i love jemmy i'm a jemmy stan okay so moving on from one iconic backstab from the challenge to one more this is tony throwing bananas into elimination on the challenge vendettas so backstory for this just one season after this i love tony and Bananas were a pretty close alliance. Tony said he viewed um, Bananas as a mentor and a big brother, but Devin was going into elimination. Tony was on the Troika, which was basically the person who had the power to throw somebody in, who's a part of the group of people who could throw somebody in. And Devin was campaigning hard for Bananas. He wanted Bananas. Nobody wanted to go against Bananas. And Devin... But Devin mm-hmm. did. So it's funny. It's so funny. Like, Devin who's not established anything (laughs) in this challenge career, says, I want to go against the big dog, Bananas. And honestly, highly respect that. I really do. But the fact that everyone's terrified to go against him, except for this guy who's literally established (laughs) nothing... So and it's funny. so funny because like I just watched this reason this season like last week actually, and Devin is literally saying to Bananas like, "You better hope it's not a physical elimination because I'm gonna smash you. You're gonna get smashed." I know. Like what? Like I I love Devin and Stop. I hate Bananas, but that was just so Stop. funny to watch because like he was being so serious. Like and Bananas just like so cocky. And Bananas just like what? Like who do you think? He's, bananas was just a shock too. Like that he was saying that to him because it's just so funny. I love it. But regardless, besides that. Devin, his strategy and his work, it worked. Like, it caused Tony to throw bananas down there. And it was a good move. It was a smart move. Tony was the deciding factor. Kayla had voted for bananas. Bananas. But Mm -hmm. then Zach voted for what, Nelson? So it was Uh, really up to Tony. And remember, bananas and Tony are so closely aligned he would have never seen it coming. It's just so funny. To, like, one of the, it's one of those ones that also, he deserves it. And we're going to get into why he deserves mm-hmm. it on Champagne's next yes. pick. But probably some Johnny Bananas fans out there, I don't know where they exist. I'm personally not a Me. fan of his. Oh. Bye. Oh, sorry. I'm personally not a fan <laughs> of his. Um, I don't really like him very much. I think he's annoying. But 
he is a very established challenge competitor, right? So even 100%. I would be scared to do that because like you wouldn't think that Devin would beat him. So no. even me, someone who is not a fan of Johnny Bananas, who I'd be scared of him still. I, I can say I don't like him all I want, but that's just my criticism like, of him as a person from what I see on reality TV. He's still an insane competitor. He's won the challenge, what, seven times? Something crazy like that? I think six. Yeah, something like that. So... I'd be terrified to throw him into an elimination against Devin because you think Devin's going to beat him? And he, oh my god, and he did, and Devin did beat him. So like, it, it was it, literally the icing on the cake. The fact that bananas was thrown in against literally <laughs> Devin, who wanted him, and the fact that Devin won was literally the icing on the cake. Like I can't, like that was literally perfect. Yeah, but bananas really had it coming. So let us know, Champagne, why he had it coming. Why did he have it coming? Hmm. Okay. So my third pick goes back to Johnny Bananas and Sarah. The iconic moment. Honestly, even if you're not a challenge fan, you definitely know this moment, I feel like. It's definitely something, like you said, in Survivor, this is a big moment. In the challenge, this is a huge, huge moment. Um, Arrivals 3, Johnny Bananas and Sarah were paired up together, and they won. They literally won Rivals 3. Congratulations to them. And honestly, I felt like it was a very 50-50 partnership. It really was. Like, Bananas, as much as he is a great competitor, so is Sarah. Sarah's a great competitor. And Johnny just happened to have a little bit more points than Sarah. So he controlled all fate, all destiny. And it was funny because actually the second place and the third place, same scenario, they decided to split it 50-50 equally. They had this beautiful, beautiful saying, like, I wouldn't be here without you. You know, this partnership takes two. It's not one. They had this beautiful moment. Bananas out here, you know, talking, "Mm, I think I'm going to take the money and run, Tej. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, take the money and run, Tej literally what he said. And you know what pisses me off so much about this is the reason that they were rivals to begin with is because Sarah put Johnny and Nani into an elimination in Battle of the Exes 2. <gasps> yes, but, I remember. That was also another big backstab, though. Yeah, that, like, almost made the cut. Yeah, that was a good backstab. That was a good backstab, honestly, but in my mind, when you're at, like, the final four like that, it was right before the final for that one. Why would you throw in Jay and Jenna, who were a team that everyone saw as a layup, who quit the final that season and not put in Johnny Bananas and Nani Yep. elimination. It, it really didn't make sense to me. Because they were close. But still, I mean, I don't think closeness matters at that point. Oh, 100%. I agree. From a strategic point, I agree it was a good move, but that was just a blindside that they weren't expecting. I feel like everyone kind of saved Jenna and Jay for that layup kind of, oh, make it in, into the final. But looking at it, don't, don't you want them in the still. final? No, I exactly. agree. Exactly. Why you would want you want them? to? It doesn't make any sense to me. It's why anyone would want to. I hate these noble people on these shows. Like, Oh my god. Oh, I want to I want to prove myself in elimination or oh, I want to I want to earn my way. Shut up. Like I want to run the final <laughs> against the biggest people. To, but no, like you want to run the final against people <laughs> that you think you can beat. So, that's why and Johnny Bananas was so mad about it. He's like, I'm never talking to Sarah ever again. That was unforgivable. She could never do that. The whole time he was so rude to her in the beginning of Rivals 3, saying how she's yep. a horrible human being when all she did was yep. do what she had to do to win for her and her partner. They were a team. Her and her team won. Johnny Bananas and Sarah were not a team in that game 
but then you go for the rivals three and then when sarah carried that team along with bananas you can't say that bananas did that all by himself because he didn't because sarah was a really strong competitor no i felt like it definitely was 50 and they were one of like they were an insanely strong team like i would just watch that season as well a couple months ago and it is crazy how strong they were nobody could touch them they won probably like four or five six daily challenges in that one season it's insane so the fact that he then has the nerve to turn around and do the same thing if not way worse than what she did to him three seasons prior that he berated her so much for is just so hypocritical and I, i just don't understand that's why I hated it even so much more. I know. Uh, definitely karma got to him. He didn't win literally until last season. And people said that was rigged for him. And people said it was rigged for him. So definitely karma. Um, he hasn't won literally, I think, in about 10 seasons. And then he just won. I don't know. I mean, it just didn't make sense to me. Like, it was just him being so such a hypocrite. Like, he, such a huge hypocrite. And you saw how torn up Sarah was about it. She had... and. It, Oh, the face on Sarah was just such disappointment. Like, and the she challenge was editors, in utter awe. The challenge editors did her so dirty. It literally, like, the tag on screen after, like, it happened said, Sarah, first place, zero dollars. I was like, damn, you really had to do it to her like that? Like, it was brutal, so. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But And that was the first time in really challenge history where someone really took the money and run. Yeah. Like, they really really did that it wasn't 50 50 that was the first time and it's only ever happened twice yeah it was the first time but it was not the last time so that moves into my final pick in the challenge final reckoning four seasons later ashley um and hunter were in the final together and they won together but it was the same exact scenario where ashley had the slightly faster time and she had the opportunity to take all of the money and this time it wasn't three hundred thousand dollars or whatever it was in rivals 3 this time it was one million dollars so the stakes were way higher but this time i actually support ashley's move oh yeah ashley stole the money TJ, all those things you said about all the other partners is true, but this guy's belittled me, put me down, slut shamed me, and also threatened my life and my family's life. I'm keeping the money. It wasn't just for revenge. It wasn't just to give herself more opportunity, which I'm sure it was probably a part of it, but it was because Hunter, her partner, constantly disrespected her. He called her a slut, I believe. He said he's going to come for her family. Horrible. Uh, Horrible things he said about her. I don't blame Ashley for one second. Carmaria said, duh. Duh. Yes, duh. I would do this same exact thing somebody disrespects me like that somebody constantly personally disrespects me that's where yep. the two different the differences are so in mm-hmm. when it was Johnny Bananas and Sarah it was a game thing that she did to propel herself not a personal thing but in this case Ashley was personally attacked by him so much during the season of Final Reckoning right so when she did do this move I was supporting her I was clapping the screen I was I, I thought it was the best thing ever one of those things where the person who got backstabbed really deserved it Millionaire Mitchell, that has her nickname now. Millionaire Mitchell, (laughs) as she should. And it's so funny because I feel like if we knew more context behind that, like looking back at it now, I'm like, oh my God, it's so obvious. But watching that a couple years ago, it was like, you know, same thing with Johnny and Sarah. You're like, oh my God, she just took it. But now looking back, it's like, of course she should have. And she brought up receipts afterwards, like all this horrible stuff. Um, And I loved her speech about it when she was talking about she was threatening her life her family saying he's 
named called her and she said, I'm taking the money. I loved it. Her speech was so iconic. And it's so funny because she didn't take two seconds. I remember Carmen Reese in the second confessional. She didn't take a damn second before she stepped away from Hunter. She made sure to keep her distance before she said it. And she said it immediately. I'm taking the money, TJ. I'm, I'm taking As it. she should. But you think about it. I always think if it was reversed and Hunter had won, I think he would have kept it too. I really do. But I think he would have kept it because it was on TV and he wanted to give himself a good, keep up that image of being a, a good, awesome, nice guy when he obviously was not. So I don't think he would have done it for the right reasons. Wait, do you mean he would have split it or he would have took it for himself? He would have split it, I think, because he wanted to look good on TV. I think Ashley doesn't care about what she looks like on TV. She wants to take her money and leave. So that's the different parallels. I think Ashley is more real than Hunter is. And, oh, 100%. And that's why I don't blame her at all for anything that she did. I compl- I probably sound like a hypocrite to anyone listening to this, going right from criticizing Johnny Bananas, but then supporting Ashley. No, those are two different, totally yeah. two different. Because Sarah actually deserved this money. She put in just the same amount of work. Um, they actually worked really well together. They had a really good partnership. And then you look at Ashley and Hunter, and it was so toxic. The way he mm-hmm. treated her was horrible. She absolutely deserved to take the money. Did Johnny Bananas absolutely deserve to take the money? No. He did it out of selfish reasons because that's a lot of money, and I don't blame him. It's a lot of money. But in this scenario, Ashley 100% deserved to take it, where Johnny Bananas, I don't feel like, had a good enough reason mm-hmm. to really steal it. Yeah, I completely agree. And then for my last pick, and honestly, this season is so underrated to me. I don't know why it is not viewed as better than it is because even I'm rewatching it right now and all the characters are just so amazing. I could literally name you every single person from the person who got evicted to the person who won. This was Vanessa and Austin betrayal in BB17 where it was the final five. Uh, Vanessa was HOH and Austin was on the block right next to Steve. The vote was one to one and Vanessa being the HOH had to do a tiebreaker vote. Austin being so, so close to Vanessa, working this entire game with the Vanessa was so comfortable thinking there's no way. There's no way she's going to vote me out. But are you kidding me? Vanessa is so strategic. What has Steve done this whole game? Like literally what has Steve done? So of course, Vanessa came up with this backstab, blindside, and not only blindsided Austin, but Liz as well. She took out Austin and he wasn't even wearing shoes which I think is honestly the icing on the cake he was so comfortable he was staying in the house he walked out met Julie Chen literally barefoot how embarrassing I think that's what makes it honestly so iconic (laughs) personally is that he was barefoot because you and I literally thought it was double eviction because he was barefoot but that literally that's just like a false memory because he it was not a double eviction Mm -hmm. it was a normal eviction yep I understand why Vanessa did it, but I think in hindsight, this probably lost the game for her, in my opinion. I agree, because if she would have taken out Steve... The eventual winner. Steve was the winner. And honestly, I didn't really think Steve had what it took to win, 
But the moment Steve took out Vanessa, that's when he gained my respect. Mm -hmm. And that's when I was like, okay, he deserves to win a million dollars because he was the sole vote to evict Vanessa. Um, So in hindsight, it really did was the reason why Vanessa lost the game. With all the knowledge that we have, I would have never guessed that Steve would have won at this point. So absolutely not. Clearly in the moment, you would think that, but I don't think Austin would have had, if it was Austin and Vanessa in the final two, I think Vanessa would have beat him in my opinion. So Mm -hmm. potentially. You don't know for sure, but I think potentially. I understand wanting to get a showman's out, but I think had she taken Steve out here, she would have had the Alliance members to move forward to potentially the final two if she could have found a way to take out Liz somewhere along the way or even Austin one round later. Well, I think I think Austin was still very loyal to Vanessa. So in hindsight, you're like, you take out someone that's extremely loyal to you. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's a showman, so I see how it's very dangerous. They would choose each other over Vanessa. I understand that, but... Austin was more for Vanessa than Steve was. Yeah. As to my knowledge. You know what I mean? I could not see. They were the whole Austin's angels. It was literally Vanessa, Liz, and Julia, Austin's angels. They were working together the entire game together. So obviously it came as a blindside, as a backstab. And, um, but props to Vanessa, because I'm rewatching the season right now and just looking back at how strategic she was, how she was playing the game 24-7, did I respect something she did? I think she cried a lot to get sympathy for people. I think she definitely used that as a strategy. Um, But (laughs) she was so crazy manipulative, so strategic. Um, Really, honestly, probably one of the best strategic Big Brother players I have ever seen rewatching it just seeing how amazing she was so definitely that's a big props to her and why it was so iconic yeah i agree 100 percent. and it's like what makes it such a good backstab is that they were such a good close alliance they were best friends close friends working together the whole season and it just came out of nowhere to austin all right well that wraps up our list for the most iconic backstabs in reality tv history let us know what you thought about our list if you disagree with us if there's anything that we left out let us know and we have a lot of content coming your way so make sure you subscribe to us on spotify and apple Podcasts. if you like what we've made so far leave us a review on apple Podcasts with your feedback we love hearing from you guys also champagne you saw someone left us a one-star review i don't know who it is out there but if you <gasps> left us a one-star review nah that, are you serious yeah, i yeah i saw it haters today. they just uh, they disagree with us and you know I, what that is totally okay <laughs> i like to agree to disagree. There's stuff even late than I disagree on, yeah, and I respect that. I respect you guys, that you can talk about your opinion without getting upset. All right, well, if you're gonna, guys, if you disagree with us, don't give us a one-star review, please. Just email us at allthingsjohnnypodcast.gmail.com. <laughs> email or, us. Or, or, or you guys can find me on TikTok at lollathe. Comment. Let us know. Let us know if you disagree. Instead of giving us a one-star review, let me know it at lollathe or champagne now at All Things Reality what your thoughts are. Thanks for tuning in. We will see you next week with another episode.